0: Hey there! Hi there! Ho ho ho! There! It's uh, Christmas in July. (laughs) It's not even July yet.
1: (laughs) I love the big time morning zoo energy (laughs) that you came at the show. Hey! Immediately lost. (laughs) See Ogden's (laughs) Bod. Wake up in the morning. (laughs) It's a fine Thursday, (laughs) Friday. Who knows when this is coming out? Well, I'd like to say to you, Jessica, happy anniversary. Is this a podcast anniversary? Yes, because she knows oh it's not gosh, our Oh my gosh! Happy anniversary. anniversary! This show started three years ago this weekend. The weekend that this comes out, (laughs) because episodes come out later and later in the week. So if this is Friday or Thursday, we're going to do something about that. Fear not. Well, one thing I know we have to start doing is we can't, now that I'm at this new job, we can't record on weekdays anymore. (laughs) If we don't record on the weekend, then like the show won't come out because I come home way too tired. It's a very mentally challenging job. I'm enjoying it, but it just takes a lot out of me mentally, so by the time I'm home, I'm like, I have no energy to talk about Reliant K songs. So, anyway, happy anniversary, Jessica. Can you believe it? Three years of doing this podcast, and no end in sight. (laughs) There is an end in sight. I was going to
0: say, aren't there like 40 songs worth of an end in sight? Maybe. Reliant K, we really need you to come out with new music.
1: Yes, please do. So... Um, yeah, no bit this week. Oh like I wasn't around last week, unexpected because I think we talked about it two weeks ago, but my grandmother had passed away, so I went for that.
0: not two weeks. Ago. well, I guess it is technically it was two, two weeks, weeks now, ago we had oh a my podcast. golly, I apologize. <laughs> I'm like, no, fine. that was last week, Dan, and no, you're absolutely correct. What is time anymore?
1: and then, um, so that heaviness happened, and then obviously big heaviness in the news. And I was like...
0: Ugh. For some reason, we decided to do well, a heavy song. Well,
1: that's the thing. is, <laughs> Jessica was like, Jessica was like, let's do something easy. Let's pick one of these really deep cuts. Relyon K doesn't have many of them. One of these... They don't have to many be non-album fair, cuts.
0: I wanted to do My Cape Got Stuck in the Phone Booth, but Danny was like, no, that's going to do... She we're going to need a lot of research for that. And I don't that. I'm like... Okay, fine. Need well, to what send... about this other one?
1: So she's like, what about this? What can I do? I'm like, oh, perfect. That's yeah. about dealing with all the crap that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. So here's this. And no one's ever heard it. So here's the clip of the song.
2: <laughs> Where darkness as dark as this have come from?
3: By the sea, but we know that we can sense that it exists And how can I do anything but run from The will to fight a fight for which I feel so ill-equipped?
0: But what can I do? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Maybe you have heard the song before. That's quite personal. No, I know people have definitely
1: heard it before. But yes, this week we're talking about the song, What Can I Do?, which is maybe one of the deepest cuts that has been released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even a song like Operation, which was a song from the Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek days, that's on streaming now because it's included as a bonus track on the first three gears. And, you know, maybe a song like My Cape Got Stuck in a Phone Booth is a really deep cut, but it was technically never released, right? So that's a deep cut sure, but it's an unreal—it's a leaked track. Purposefully leaked by the band, but not officially released in any capacity ever. This comes from a compilation. It was officially released on a CD. It's not like a leaked track, so it's if, if the parameter is what's the deepest cut of things that have been officially released, this might be it.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, even like any sort of stray, even Christmas songs or whatever, you're like, a lot of people come to Reliant K through the Christmas album. And again, those are
1: still all on streaming because they're on, whether you got them as iTunes bonus tracks at the time or that you listen to them on the, it is the season to be goatee.
0: This song, actually, I I mentioned this song to Dan. (laughs) I was about to move on to (laughs) top
1: of the show business, but tell us that first.
0: Because I was doing my Cape Got Stuck in the Home Booth research and this came up. And I was like listening, and I'm like, I okay, I know that I do a five score all the time. And I'm like, I've never heard this song before, and I've totally heard it before. This song, I was like, no, legit, I've never heard this song before.
1: (laughs) I know. And the thing is, I knew what it was only because I made sure it was on our list. So she's like, Dan, do you know this song? And I'm like, yeah, I know the song. I've, I, you know, when I we started this podcast three years ago. He is
0: a Reliant K fan. <laughs> I
1: am a Reliant K fan. We did this part. Po- There's not much that we added to the list after we started. Like, I did thorough, thorough research to, like, find every deep, deep cut to make sure our list was as thorough as possible before we started the show. I think maybe one or two things at most were added, like, a couple months later. Like, oh, I forgot about this, or I didn't think about this, or okay. the Office theme song, right? which we made the call of, this was never recorded but we'll still do it, their version with the extra lyrics. But, you know, Uh, anyway. So, yeah, Jessica presented this. She's like, have you heard of this? And I was like, that's the song we got to do this week. And now I'm exhausted from work, and I'm exhausted (laughs) from the world, and I'm exhausted from my trip away to see my grandmother. So I just want to talk about that. Still
0: COVID-free.
1: Still COVID-free. So I'll talk about my trip first. So my grandmother passed away, as we talked about, um, last uh, two weeks ago now and what happened was she was suddenly very sick she had been dealing with dementia for a really long time for about a year or two like since COVID like her mental health declined quickly with COVID because it's not that she got it she never got COVID and she was vaccinated but she did like just from not being able to see everyone for two years kind of her mental health declined and any dementia that she might have been developing developed more quickly after that So,
0: can happen with isolation and that sort of thing. And she was
1: becoming more and more frail. She turned 90. She passed away at 90, which is amazing. And so, they finally had to put her in a home because she couldn't take care of herself. And she had been very independent. She had to be in in the memory unit. Right. She had been very independent her whole life. She'd always had her own place. From she moved out of, she lived with us, with my parents and I and my sister, until like 2000, 2001. So, uh, I know she already had her apartment by nine eleven. so let's say 2001. So, for 21 years, she lived in her own apartment in, like, a kind of a, a, a an apartment development specifically for, like, seniors. <laughs> a senior living housing community. It was department. a senior
0: living community,
1: yeah. yeah. So, they had to move her out, and she didn't even understand what was happening. She didn't understand they were moving her out. And then, within a matter of months after that, she passed away. She caught COVID and she also had liver disease, so it was just it was going to happen and once it started happening it happened quickly. Um we had to make the tough call that Jessica couldn't come to the funeral because uh with airline tickets what they are because of gas prices and the fact that we had to book it 6 days out, it was just impossible. And I'm looking at her right now, she's nesting in her bed while we're talking. Like Jessica, also, if Jessica went, April would have to go, and we travel with April all the time. But it's an exponential thing. Like me going by myself, I could go for eight hundred dollar ticket and stay with family, and it'd be all set. But if Jessica went, we'd have to get her an eight hundred dollar ticket as well, and we'd have to take April, which is not much. It's only one hundred and fifty dollars both ways. But then we'd have to get a hotel because no one in my family can have a dog stay with us. We can't. There's no no room at the inn for April. (laughs)
4: Oh. <laughs> so we'd
1: have to get a hotel and then we'd have to rent a car because by staying with at, at my dad's i could borrow his car right so we'd have to rent a car because we'd have the dog blah 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 all of this so it was just it was a tough choice but i went by myself so it was very difficult got to go you know saw a lot of family that i haven't seen in a long time so that was nice um but been really depressed <laughs> really depressed and i don't know maybe i'll talk about Mama, her name's is Mama. We'll talk about her more in the future. I don't know. We'll see. But that happened, and then the day of her funeral, Roe versus Wade was overturned. And I'm like, <clears throat> well, Mama got out while the getting was good. And my mom had a beautiful. My mom had a beautiful eulogy for her about how she was always a person of faith, but never liked organized religion. Like she wasn't a churchgoer and stuff because of that. Like, she was originally raised Catholic, and she'd, you know, prayed for the— She was a
0: good old Boston uh, Democrat. (laughs) Right. Kennedy Democrat. Right.
1: So, yeah, she wouldn't have been happy with everything that happened, but she's in heaven. Even if you—by the way you measure things, like, she believed in the Lord. She was led to the Lord, so there's that. Or if you think everyone nice goes to heaven, whichever, shes that's where she is. Uh, but, yeah, tough week. Got home. Jessica's car ran out of gas on the side of the road on her way to get me at the airport. <laughs> because her meter is broken. And doesn't register when it gets below half a tank, but sometimes it does. But sometimes it doesn't. So it's like, oh boy, I got home at ten o'clock, and now I got
0: over half a tank, and it broke down on the side of the four o five, and was there for we were there for three hours. Well, because we weren't even sure it was the gas, (laughs) because we kind of forgot
1: that the gas meter can do that. And I went and I put a gallon in from the from from a gas station. Still wouldn't I go. to a gas station. Still wouldn't go. He had
0: to Uber to a friend's <laughs> to pick up the key to, to our, our place. place to go get his car, then drive to where I was.
1: Drive to the gas station. <laughs> then drive Crazy from there time. to
0: the gas station.
1: Yeah. I was having a breakdown and then I had a breakdown. Yes. The only it's just like the song breakdown, except we didn't get all three kinds of breakdowns. Oh and good no Lord. point don't
0: don't 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 jinx us At no
1: point no, the third kind of breakdown's the fun one. It's the musical breakdown. Oh. Remember the song breakdown has the mental breakdown, the car breakdown, and then half the song is a music breakdown. We do that song already. We did. We did oh. it right the week after we did Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. <laughs> oh my god. The song for you the should be the called The Pirates <laughs> Who Don't Fill the Gas Tank Fuck you
0: No, no, no Okay, okay So, Danny, before he leaves he doesn't a cell phone Danny, before he leaves, goes I'm filling up the car And I'm like, great He's like, I'm making sure you have a full so tank of gas So where did you drive? All
1: the places you drove while I was I- gone
0: I drove him to LAX to drop him off, back to our place, and then, because he was already anxious, he's like, please don't leave our place for, like, if you can help it. So all I did was drive five, ten minutes down the road to the gym and home for two days. And that was it. And that was it. There's no reason why the gas should have ran out if someone... Put a full tank in like he told me he did. Maybe I
1: didn't. I don't remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I'm driving around like it must be fine because Danny put a full tank in and I haven't and been. Danny that never far. lies. That should have been my first clue.
1: Well. Oh, the table's all creaky. It again.
0: is, yep. I noticed already. It has been.
1: Top of the show business. What L- do you have? Lift your for? corner. Lift your corner. <laughs> lift your corner and I'll drop it down. <laughs> ah no okay, it's still well, going
0: oh goodness all right what do the you table have freaking
1: is man Law <laughs> saying hello <laughs> what do you have for uh we have voicemails. voicemails we have a couple of voicemails we got a bunch of voicemails while i was gone and then a few we got four voicemails let's hear the first one
4: hey danny and jeff it's uh, greg uh aka this is greg on twitter long time first time really enjoying the episodes on daydream uh and the the revisit On Forget and Not Slow Down, Uh, it was interesting you mentioned the Raleigh show uh, at the Lincoln Theater where they played Forget and Not Slow Down for the first time. It was actually at that show, and I forgot they played that song, but I do remember uh, Owl City was the opener for that tour, uh, and I think at that point they hadn't gotten really big yet, and so it was just like Adam, a drummer and a keyboardist, and I remember Matt Thiessen coming out uh, and singing his parts uh, on Fireflies when they played that song. That That was a really fun show. I actually had a question. I want to get your thoughts on this. For certain Reliant K albums and just certain albums in general that I've listened to a ton, uh, I'll often be listening to them and have a very specific memory of where I was the first time I heard it, or it'll just always remind me of a particular time that I listened to it. Like I'll always remember the first time I heard Reliant K was like at a youth group retreat. My youth minister gave me their first two albums and I just like sat and listened to them like end to end. I kind of always remember that. And for a Wind Up Bird, wasn't the first time I listened to it, but I listened to it one time when I was shoveling, uh, snow. Both of our cars were kind of snowed in. And so put that on, shoveled the walkway, shoveled the cars out. And now kind of no matter when I listen to it, my mind always goes back to that one time. So I was curious for you guys if there was, you know, a particular time that for certain Reliante albums you always think of when you hear it or it takes you back to a specific place where you listen to them. Uh, Yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think of their specific albums that really connect to a specific listening experience. Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you. This is Greg. Yes, I do definitely see this is Greg's handle on our social media all the time, so I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, One thing about that Raleigh show that we talked about, On YouTube, it says, premiere of this song. Wrong. It says, first time this song's been played. Wrong. Then we got a DM from John Schneck saying, (laughs) because then I posted (laughs) that footage saying, here's the first time the song was played. And I just took for granted. It said it on the YouTube upload. It seemed to be implied by Thiessen's talk at the beginning that this was going to be the first time they played it. But then John Schneck DM'd us and was like, by the way, that's not the first time we played the song. And I'm like... I was like, at first, I thought maybe he meant, like, you know, we had to rehearse it and record it first. (laughs) I'm like, yeah.
0: Naturally. But no, then he's like, no, I
1: looked on Setlist FM and, like, I had memory that this was not the first time. Gotcha. In my mind, I was like, I don't know why I didn't check Setlist FM.
0: So much like Danny. Because it's because of YouTube lies.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, it definitely is the first upload of the song ever. Like, even before the song was ever officially uploaded or uploaded by a fan from the album or anything like that so whatever as far as i'm concerned that is now officially (laughs) whatever um so it wasn't but whatever i didn't think to go to setlist fm i don't go to setlist fm for giant songs because i don't think when's the first time this got played right maybe you should maybe i should Mm. (laughs) maybe you should mind your own beeswax (laughs) so to answer greg's question I don't know if there's a. I don't know if I think of a Relying K album or listen to one and think of a specific place any longer. I definitely have albums where that will happen, but with me and music, like there's certain albums that I listen to so much that a lot of nostalgic, specific time-stamped memory and feeling will just get rolled over by other times. Like I, you know, when things are like, uh, you know. This band's so nostalgic. That band's so nostalgic for me. I'm like, the thing is like I keep listening to the same music all the time. <laughs> right? Okay, you know what it is like Danny does
0: not have any musical growth. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Well I tried in college. I talked about how I tried of like, oh I listen to indie pop now. Right. I'm no longer gonna listen to punk rock and ska, I'm gonna listen to the Decemberists like a grown up. <laughs> so the so the thing is like so with mxpx that, actually right? that's
0: not true you listen to metal now
1: well yeah i just started listening to yeah. a lot of metal we've talked about that recently but um the i had some roots not roots i don't got, i don't have metal roots but i had some basis where i attempted to listen to metal here and there throughout my life and i had like one or two metal bands i would listen to. yeah i agree
0: metal bassists are the best
1: Metal what? Bassists. Bassists? Oh. Because it sounded Bass. like you said I bassist. had some metal bassists yeah. in my life. So I just, I'm letting that fully blossom now <laughs> after all this time. But when, so with MXPX, right, because I do the MXPX memes thing, and when I'm trolling, when I'm, not trolling, <laughs> I do a lot of trolling, <laughs> but when I'm like perusing around and looking at other people's MXPX posts i see so many like (laughs) tweets and posts about mxpx it's like man i love mxpx takes me back to high school takes me back to this time takes me back to that time and i'm like when i listen to any mxpx album it takes me back to like three weeks ago like sure if i think about it i can remember where i was when i first listened to mxpx i can have those certain memories but it's not like just listening to and I was listening to MXPX since right before Life in General came out. But I listened to Life in General. I can remember where I was when I first listened to it. I have some early memories. But honestly, like that it's not just nostalgia for me. It's also now. I'm not trying to tear apart Greg's thing here because one album I definitely thought of was Okay Computer by Radiohead and I'm not like the biggest Radiohead fan. But, like, when I think of OK Computer, I think of the one time I had to do Summer School (laughs) because that album had come out in 1997 or something, and I had failed one class and I had to do a math class to make up for it.
0: I think it's funny that you said that you don't uh, think of any, like, Reliant K albums that way, because every time we do a Bird in the B-Sides album, you say, this takes me back to driving around in Jessica's car with her listening to this album. That's
1: true, but I don't think it's in the way that Greg was implying, where, like, as soon as you listen to it... You're instantaneously like flooded with the thoughts of something. Now, I will say like when as a po- as a person who constantly listens to podcasts, and I used to listen to a lot of satellite radio and like uh, mm-hmm. Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony, like shock jock stuff, like just talk radio. There's certain places in the world where if I think of that place or go through or pass it again, I think of a podcast. Or a talk radio thing that I heard when I was there one time. That happens to me all the time. Just rant, that
0: It does. Sometimes we will be driving around and he'll just be like, I remember this one time we were driving
1: through here and listening to and then he'll just like mention a podcast or something. Right. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. But for some reason, it does happen to me with music, but it doesn't happen to me to the extent of Greg's question. But do you have any specific albums that as soon as you listen to them, you're taken to a very specific place?
0: Uh, definitely. Mm hmm. I'm definitely okay. taken back to high school because I got into Reliant K right before, slash, like right as Hmm was coming out. And so I definitely remember having that CD. It was a mainstay in my car, and I just remember driving around and, like, driving to youth group and stuff with a friend and, like, listening to it. It definitely takes me back. It's definitely, like – and I think that that just feels like – it feels like a very, like, if you were in high school in the mid-2000s, I think it's definitely an album that just takes you back to all of those high school feelings. Right. And, like, you know, you listen to certain songs and you're, like – Yeah, I totally remember, like, shouting along to this song in my car or whatever. And, yeah, I also came to Reliant K through a youth group trip. But so Sadie Hawkins' Dance and The Anatomy of the tongue cheek was the the first album that I heard. They were playing it on the bus on our way back from the retreat. And I was like, oh, I really like this. And I asked the youth pastor uh, after we got off who it was. And they were like, oh, it's Reliant K. And so I remember really loving Sadie Hawkins' dance, but it doesn't, listening to Sadie Hawkins' dance now does not take me back to being on that bus.
1: Right.
0: Necessarily. I just, you know, I think I listened to it too much after that for it to, like, kind of, like, erase that sort
1: of feeling. Gotcha. Now let me ask you a question. That youth pastor, what letter of the alphabet was his name? Because every youth pastor's name is like Pastor A, Pastor C, Pastor L, oh. Pastor R. Uh, we
0: didn't do that for, uh, it was Sean.
1: <laughs> pastor S. Pastor S. No we one called do him Pastor action, S? No. All right. And
0: then Ben. I don't was know if they the, were real uh, Christians then. Ben was the assistant youth pastor and he always wore a Five Iron Frenzy shirt. He wasn't called Pastor B? No, I didn't know.
1: Then again, I don't know. I question their faith.
0: Well, I question them a lot because there was one weird time when they made everybody raise their hand if they were a virgin. So, like, I and my friend and I were sitting there, like, "Uh, I don't think some of these people that are raising their hands are being
1: honest. Like, (laughs) we are, but I don't know about some of these people. Who here thought about communism and socialism? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, you, you saying that reminded me of one thing, like a pastor one time in a church I was at was like, oh, no, it was a school. One of the Christian, I went to three different Christian schools throughout like five years. So because one of them, I, one of them wasn't a good fit for me. The second one closed down and the third one I was at for three years. So, um. i just want to give the basis i wasn't getting kicked out of school i'm
0: laughing because my mom sends us an easter basket every year if we're not with with them them and
1: i'm playing with a stuffed chick (laughs) because it was just sitting here and it's comforting me i have been having a horrible week and a half so it's comforting me
0: it's really cute but it just made me laugh
1: (laughs) so one time at one of the christian schools i was at when there's like devotional when it's basically church during school like everyone from school, which is like a K through 12th grade school. It's every age. Everybody pile into the sanctuary at the church. Everyone walk from down from upstairs, the school's upstairs, where people don't normally go during church. But all the kids come down from the classrooms and file into the church, and we're going to have church during school. So we all go in there, and the pastor was on a kick that week. Like, he must have had some... Email group, some pastor email group that was rallying against this at the time. He's like, he's like, how many of you have been listening to this new age music? <laughs> so, like, like I said, yoga and spa music. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> but like I said, he probably had some like pastor email group, uh-huh. and he probably like the headline that week was like, watch out for new age music. It has like secret rhythms in it to like turn you to other religions like Buddhism or something. I don't know. <laughs> he must have heard something about how new age music had like Zodiac rhythms in it or something. Who knows? Right. Cause he didn't pontificate on why, Sure. but he says who here has listened to new age music. It's a K through 12 school, <laughs> not one effing child at that school. Cause the high schoolers, of which there were, like, ten of us, right? But there's, sure, like, sure. dozens yeah, and dozens yeah. and dozens of every other grade. Right. We're not raising our hands, because we're not taking part in his, like, crusade at this right. moment. We're like, but, and none of us listen to new age music. right? It's like, you if he said, who here teen- listens to new metal, we all would have <laughs> raised our hands. Teens, very well-known, <laughs> sitting around and listening to meditation right. music. <laughs> so, but some kids raise their hands. No. I would, I would die on this hill. Not <laughs> one child or teen in that sanctuary listened to New Age music. Right. Not a single one. Nobody had hippy-dippy parents. Uh, but if they if they listened to it, they had no idea because the kids were like, Oh, 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 their hands like went up. They're I've like, listened to new music. Exactly, exactly. I've listened to, to new music. It's new to and me. I'm I'm an age. I'm a kid. Every I'm a kid. I know what my age is, and I've listened to new music. Therefore, I've listened to new age music. So some of the kids <laughs> raise their hand. And he's like, "Don't listen to that." And then those kids are like, "Oh," <laughs> their hands go down, they like,
0: go home. We can't listen to music anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Like they get it's up all from a school. big game of
0: telephones, right. so they're just like, the pastor said, we can't listen to music. Right. <laughs> their mom's putting on wow worship. They're like, ah!
1: So now I bet you pastors are like, have you been listening to these things called podcasts? <laughs> and everyone raises their hands and they're like, he's like, don't! It's all about murders. It's like, no, you know, it's more than just cereal and everything, right? I
0: mean, a lot of churches have podcasts now.
1: That's It's true. So we got three more voicemails, so let's listen through all of these.
0: <laughs> thank you, Greg, for sending us off on that tangent. <laughs> that was
1: wonderful. Yes, thank you.
5: Hey, Danny and Jess, this is Allie calling. I'm listening to your Forget Not So Down episode right now. And Danny, you were talking about a TikTok, about a family blog, and they were using the, the song and uh, the caption was something like, if, Vecna comes for me. This is the song to play, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's a Stranger Things reference. I don't watch Stranger Things.
0: Thank you. I know that now because I hadn't had time before that because as we've said, busy weeks to catch up. And now I was like, I was sitting there watching it while Danny was away catching up and was Uh like, oh I get it now because I'm like I know that Vecna is a and d thing and I don't know why it didn't connect because oh. they always use D&D monsters mm-hmm. but just like reimagined the looks of them right so I don't know why I didn't think oh the new season of Stranger Things is out it must have something to do with that like mm. I thank you thank you Allie
5: but I've caught on to the trend this past week um where it's like I guess the character in the show has song playing and it like brings her back to life or like, you know, awakens her from the, the I don't know, something bad that's happening in the show. I don't watch it, but anyway, it's like, what's that song that like brings your soul back to your body essentially, I think is what the gist is. And so I'd probably say this one is mine too. Um, So if you had to pick any Reliant K song to, awaking you from the spell, well, which one would it be? But um, that's the reference, in case you don't watch Stranger Things. But,
1: yeah. Okay,
0: Hi. Yeah, the character picks, I don't know, that incessant that Kate 80s Bush? Kate Bush song. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I could, I without even knowing <laughs> yeah. for sure, I had a feeling it was, because, like, all I've seen about the new season of Stranger Things is Kate Bush. For some reason, like, every, you know, whether it's Twitter or, like, whatever, where, whatever I get news headlines i keep seeing kate bush Christ. sends another thank you to because apparently <laughs> she's gotten major streams from oh, it sure because they use it a boost.
0: ton yeah gotcha. because it it's it's the character's favorite song so she has to listen to it on repeat uh because the big bad is like coming for her and targeting her and the her favorite song is like the thing that draws her back out of the upside down gotcha. which is the like, you know, alternate universe bad place in Stranger Things uh, and into the real world. You would really enjoy Stranger Things, Danny. I watched He's, the
1: first three episodes yeah. of the first season when it first came out, and I haven't gotten So, what Reliant
0: of it. K song are you listening to,
1: Dan? This one, what can I do? It
0: absolutely is not.
1: <laughs> uh, what have you been doing lately? It,
0: that is also a lie.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Anchorage. Anchorage. <laughs> fine I'll take the assignment seriously
0: (laughs) um that's a that's such a good question I'm like oh man because I go through phases with Reliant K songs where I just listen to them over and over and over again you know like I'm like I'm trying to think of like most recently it's got to be something off of Forget and Not Slow Down for sure and I'm like is it the titular Forget and Not Slow Down it might be uh because, like, I guess when I was younger, it totally would have been in love with the 80s, um, mm-hmm. which appropriate Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep thinking about that one.
1: Yeah, I think I have our favorite Reliant K song, but I can't think of what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, we got two more voicemails. Here's the next one. Danny and Joe. Uh,
6: just uh, David from Jimmy E. Todd. Uh Following up uh on a couple things. One, uh Danny's so started here by grandma, um, take all the time you need. And excited for you guys to uh return when uh when best uh fits your schedules and, and moods and things. Uh separate of that uh Jess and I are so simpatico on movies. Not another teen movie. Oh yes. The moon. Sorry you Keaton know, is excited to see the moon. Um, uh not another teen movie, wedding singer I mean, just banger after banger. Absolute incredible going-to-bed movies. Um, so absolutely chef kiss on that.
1: Oh, well, there's only 15 seconds left in the thing, but I know that they love Wedding Singer because they reference Wedding Singer on Jimmy Eat oh, the time. Oh,
0: nice. I love yeah. it.
1: Particularly... The song that he sings to Drew Barrymore, the one that he wrote half when he was engaged, or half when he was with the first girlfriend, and yes, half after the I want to grow old with you. No, 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 no. that's oh, the, the nice song. No, the other one. Oh, that, the other one. Like I'm gonna oh. kill you. Yes, <laughs> that yeah. one. I don't know the words. <laughs> the one where he's like, I've been listening yes. to a lot of Smiths when I wrote this yes. or whatever. Somebody
0: kill me, please. They reference that all the (laughs) time because they're an emo podcast. Please kill me. I want to die. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I knew that. But yeah, we should do the Not Another Teen movie. Soundtrack as a Patreon at some point, and I appreciate so that David was like, "I mean this," but it was like funny that he's like, "Take all the time you need," like he's my boss, <laughs> like he's stepping on Brady. Like first, I should hear that from Brady, to be honest.
0: Right, I was gonna say David Park is a patron, so all of our yeah. patrons, it's up to them collectively to decide right. how much time we can and cannot have. And right. we've gone yet another month where I was like, "We're getting that third episode out this month," and it's not going We're to happen. We're only to do two. <laughs> we are only. Technically, we're only obligated, but I've been wanting to do a third one since you made us do <sighs>
1: Anne Frank the Hedgehog. <laughs> that was a great episode.
0: I, I've been promising a third, and it keeps getting pushed.
1: Anne Frank the I Hedgehog, Hedgehog is going be one of our happen. best Patreon episodes. Next time, we need to put a free Patreon. In no, front of the you
2: absolutely are not. <laughs>
1: It's a fan fiction for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about. It's a fan fiction that Jessica and I found on the internet years ago. Uh, so here's through the the-
0: through a WTF fanfic blog, fan like blog. not fan not fiction. something either one not of us that were, we were reading. Searching no, it out. no, <laughs> just to clarify, I have far more sophisticated taste in fanfic. Thank you very much.
6: Right. <laughs> and then lastly. I think, uh, this episode is for getting Not slow down if I, uh, if I, <laughs> I just don't remember and I'm not looking at my phone, but, uh, that kind of sounded like the, the current standing Blink-155, uh, scene music, so that's kind of cool. Um, anyway, all right, later.
1: The current Blink-155 scene music? I, do, I haven't listened to Blink-155 in a couple of, uh. Months. Oh, you got to listen
0: to what their their uh, most recent uh, one they're doing That's
1: is cool. um, the the point
6: one fifty five theme music.
1: Yeah, the theme That's music. Because cool. one fifty five uh, now did uh, because they do a different song every week, like oh, different gotcha, artist. Yeah. They they don't do just Blink One Eight Two anymore. They just have a general theme song. So whoever did their general theme song, ripping off, forget, it, not slow down. Obviously. Obviously, why do they do that to try to siphon off the Sadie Hawkins pod, teat?
0: <laughs> no, I think you're mixing
1: a mix some a mixing metaphors, metaphors there, dear. And I'm on the wrong case altogether. <laughs> so here's the last voicemail. This is from Sam calling.
7: Heyo, it's Sam again. Um, I just enjoy calling you guys. Um, but I'm, I'm actually stuck in traffic yet again on my way to San Diego, fun stuff. Um, but I listened to the Forget Not Slow Down uh, second part two podcast, and I loved your guys' review. Um, I'm just curious with the album Success, What with Andy Wallace mixing it, I'm curious if that had a lot to do with why people liked it so much, because I know, Danny, you were saying that, like, you really liked how the um, guitars and the pianos was, like, mixed in really well together, Um, and Andy Wallace is, like, probably one of the best mixers um, known, I guess, in the industry, like, he mixed Blind Melons music, Um, you know, that song, the, um, all I can say is that my life is pretty strange, that song, and then he mixed a bunch of other stuff, too, but he's just known in the industry as being, like, one of the best mixers. So I'm just kind of curious if you guys think that also had a lot to do with the success besides Keith's heart pouring out and uh, just, like, the, the natural, organic, raw sound of the instruments. So hope you're all doing well. Um, Danny, I'm sorry to hear about your grandma, too. Um, I hope you are hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I hope you're treating yourself to, to something good and fun just to to help with grief so i know i know how hard grief can be so um yeah i'll probably call another time soon all right bye
1: thank you sam thank you for the condolences yeah
0: thank you uh
1: yeah i you know i've just never been a big producer or mixing or basically a big like production team on an album guy i not that like i know some people like there's club music happening upstairs.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a DJ night just opened up in the apartment above us. I don't know if the microphone's catching that up. But uh, I just I've I've taken note of producer and and you know names like that and stuff. I've read through up to a point where I you know lost interest in looking at every CD booklet. I've read through every CD booklet, but I've never been a person to memorize names or make all those big connections. I know some people just flat out don't even think about it. And maybe I'm like that now. I don't really think about who produced this album anymore. But I would give it some time. I'd give it a thought, but I wouldn't like take special note to memorize who what mixers were, who what producers were what, or anything like that so that's interesting to find out that he was a big mixer in the 90s because that makes a lot of sense yeah especially since like sort of the thesis statement of forget not slow down was this is going to be like our 90s rock album exactly so it makes sense that they go and get someone like that blind melon is a band that i bet jessica that you would like now the last time i said i think i have a 90s band you'll like i was dead (laughs) wrong it was jane's addiction you didn't even sort (laughs) of like them Meanwhile, you're like, oh, you know what 90s band I'm into now? Alice in Chains. And I'm like, what? You don't like Jane's Addiction? Because Jessica likes 70s and 60s sort of artsy, but sort of poppy rock. Like anything that mixes art and pop in a good way in the 60s and 70s. And you also like Yacht Rock, which I really think is... I really think Yacht Rock is basically taking like... I can see how like Yacht Rock kind of takes like like spacey prog rock with some pop leanings and makes it even more poppy and that kind of becomes yacht rock in some ways there's there's a lineage there maybe it's not obvious but there's a lineage anyway so i was convinced that you would like jane's addiction because i'm like they mix 90s aggressive like funk rock with like a sort of 60s like Heroin chic style, and I was like, you're gonna like this, and I was completely wrong.
0: So to be fair, I'm not, like, into all of, like, Alice in Chains music. It's just, I like some of their songs because, as I've stated before, I love stripper rock anthems, so...
1: Right, which, Jane's Addiction has definitely been used as a stripper rock anthem. I mean, I think there's strippers on the cover of the albums, but...
0: Probably. Anyway... <laughs>
1: What else did Sam say or ask? Uh, album success. I'm looking at the <laughs> at the at the Google... Google
0: Translate. Yeah, I mean that definitely. Yeah. The mixing could have definitely, you know, played a part in why oh, it's if so that's successful. Why it was so yeah, yeah, and popular. I, I mean, because we know that producing it was Markley Townsend, as always, and Tyson. So, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, when you measure the success of "Forget and Not," slow down. I feel like the primary successes within like the relying k fandom yeah. or the scenes adjacent or the scenes that kind of include relying k right like if there, it's not like it's a big success like from a wider world point of view mhm and five score are their biggest successes they're the albums that played on the radio they're the albums that had bigger budgets and were released by capital so it's like those were the successes when you measure success in that way Forget not. So now is a success. Like here's the band maturing. It's
0: it's their artistic achievement.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think it's definitely I think it's a lot of things coming together. Absolutely. It's not just one thing over the other, but that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that made that album so artistically successful. So, speaking of artistically successful.
0: I'm awkwardly leaning on the table trying to make it not creak because it just keeps creaking.
1: Oh, April was like... You scared April. I tried to make it creak on purpose and it made April think <laughs> no one was knocking at She's the door. She's like, what? So, speaking of artistically successful are we
0: ready to finally get into the song like 40 minutes into the episode danny sure okay (laughs) so this song appeared on the compilation album freedom artists for international justice from 2010 right and this is their most recent compilation appearance i think
1: right and i don't think they had many other if any compilation exclusive compilation appearances yeah because, you know, Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, that was recorded in promotion of the movie for VeggieTales. They got to release an EP. It's on the soundtrack, and then it's on the second soundtrack for VeggieTales.
0: You know, what else? What other? Uh, Goatees, Tis the Season Tis to the Season goatee. to 2 Goatee.
1: Like, originally, those, released, those were released, like I said earlier, as iTunes bonus tracks for the Christmas album for uh, Two lefts, don't make a deck the halls, but bruise your hands and (laughs) wrap the (laughs) gifts. Exactly.
0: (laughs) A little more information on this comp, which there's not a ton of information about this out there. From Jesus Freak Hideout freedom is a special two disc plus one dvd compilation project available exclusively from family christian stores the fund gained the funds gained from the sales of this album support international justice mission in fighting modern day slavery the project is for a good cause but in itself a worthwhile collection of music they say at least half of the songs are completely new never before released tracks while others are new versions of well-known songs
1: What's the album with the full name of the album again? Freedom? Freedom
0: Artists for International Justice. Okay. And then according to I'm Discogs, to, this yeah. track was mixed by Ethan and produced by Ethan and Thiessen, right. Uh and written by Chris York and Teeson.
1: So basically this, like you just basically said, this was for an organization that worked to fight human trafficking in i think in india did it say because i actually have something of teeson speaking of it but before i play that i was seeing what you have oh you have the wikipedia, I for, just the have the wikipedia for
0: the organization yeah
1: so go ahead and read that
0: uh international justice mission is an international non-governmental organization on human rights law and law enforcement founded in 1997 by lawyer lawyer gary haugen of the united states it is based in washington dc all IJM employees are required to be practicing Christians. 94% are... Oh, that's are, discriminatory. It really is. Are 94% are nationals of the countries they work in.
1: So because the the information about this is so scattered, like I said, this album is not available today on streaming. Pretty much if you want to hear this, you have to go buy a physical copy or you can go on YouTube, obviously. But there wasn't even, like, a singular YouTube playlist of this whole album. And it's a two-disc set with a lot of artists. I'm going to read through everyone and every song in a minute. But, like, part of me was like, you know, we've been doing compilations that were like K's on. And I'm like, I don't really want to do this <laughs> compilation as a Patreon episode. Right. But before we get any further with that, here is a YouTube video that I found of a performance of this song live, and Relying K, which we'll listen to more of their live performances later in that part of the episode, but this is a song that they played live a bunch actually around the time, and this song was a, so the, oh, actually when was the album, that's definitely something to know, because I have some, so it's 2010. So this is between Forget and Not Slow, this is the year after Forget and Not Slow Down, And, you know, as they're writing Collapsible Lung, because Collapsible Lung, from what we figured out over the years, was being written for years and was finished and recorded by 2012, a year before it came out. So this is in that period with K is for Karaoke and doing all the pre-writing for Collapsible Lung. Anyway, here is a 2010 performance from the Candlelight Serenade 2010. (laughs) ¶¶ Oh, after this hotels.com commercial. So, what are you
0: doing playing new age music on this podcast? Oh,
1: Annie? I don't know what kind of sun signs and moon signs I just released into the into Christian souls. I'm so sorry what no happy cancer
0: season i think that's right right i totally saw that like i listen to tibetan uh singing bowls like every night before sleep like while i'm reading in bed and so they recently released one that said something about i don't know cancer season i usually listen to the sleep one so
1: well here is um teeson giving a little explanation about the song at the moonlight at the candlelight serenade uh, this is uploaded by Riley Lovendale. And I know we just talked about the Candlelight Serenade two weeks ago because they also performed Forget Not Slow Down acoustically at this same show. So this is two episodes in a row we visited this specific show performance. Riley's comments here. This was uploaded in 2010. Says Reliant K performed this brand new song for the first time. Well you know what? I don't know if I can trust that since I was led astray last last episode. At the first annual candlelight serenade at Thanksgiving Point in Lehigh, Utah. After two weeks I still don't know how to pronounce Leahy or Lehigh, Utah. Matt said it was the song that he was most excited about playing. I left the intro in where he explains about why they wrote the song, so make sure to listen to that. It was great. So let's listen to that very specifically, and then we'll actually listen to the live performance later. Here's Matt explaining the origins of this song.
3: I've never played it for anybody before either, so you know it's like...
4: It's not even, like, on a release. Like, literally, we finished it, like, three weeks ago. But
3: let me explain further why why this is so important, is that um, Justin York, my good buddy over here, his older brother,
1: uh, he's one of my best friends for a long time. Oh, my gosh, that answers the question from the last episode, <laughs> because this was the show when we were talking about forgetting to not slow down a second time where all of a sudden I was like, uh, this band performing is not relying K. It's right, just Ethan right, and Matt right. and a bunch of other people. Not even Hoops is there, neither John is there. So that answers that. that. And you said, is that one of the Yorks? You were correct, it's Justin York. Now we don't know who the other guy is, but <laughs> let's let Thiessen continue.
3: Uh, we go running together and all that stuff. And uh, his wife Kat is part of this organization called International Justice Mission, IJM. And uh, they deal with not necessarily the same issue that we're, we're talking about today, but they, they, they deal with human trafficking and, and uh, over in India and a bunch of stuff like that. And uh, Chris is also does A&R for a record label, and he was like, you know, we're putting together this compilation I'd really like if you, you wrote a song about this issue. And I'm like, I don't know what to write about. So we went on a run, and we got back to my house, and uh, Chris doesn't write songs, but I sat down with him, and I started picking his brain, and Trying to get in his wife's head a little bit because she's she likes to go to church. She's a church-going girl, and and uh, she also is like depressed about this stuff that she's working towards. Like this, I mean, all these people that are part of this organization. Honestly, we're dealing with we're dealing with the darkest stuff out there. Some of the darkest things that we can be talking about, and like it's really even hard to discuss openly. You know, like how just filthy as this, this is you know and it's so like to get in her head while she's at church while she's praising God you know like she's doing she's also thinking about all these women that like have no choice but to be slaves and stuff like that so I kind of like got in Chris's head and his wife's head a little bit and we put together this song and it's mostly like for me like I don't really know what to do all the time but I think doing things like this and women
0: who have no choice interesting
3: you guys coming to this and us being together and fighting is is what we can do and this song is called what can i do um and it's about basically what we're here for today so hopefully you guys like it
1: so that's an explanation for that and yeah i mean i though it's interesting is that i like the explanation of how he wrote this song because we haven't gotten into lyrics yet which i think we'll do after the break i, I f- wish we had an explanation like that for every song yeah to be perfectly honest <laughs> Just here's like a little
0: three minutes about this. (laughs) Right.
1: I feel like it's such a clearly reliant K thing to have written this song in this way. And this is like, it's so many things. It's literal t He's saying, I'd need to write this song, but it's so heavy to write a song about this. So what can I do? It's, like, a little bit... It's not literal, literal, Thiessen. He didn't. He doesn't actually say, I barely can write this song. But he's getting at it. It's similar to, like, Forget and Not Slow Down and saying, I'm in this cabin and I'm going for a ride while I'm right. writing this song. Yeah. Like, or I am talking to my sister about Seventeen Magazine. Like, it's almost that literal, like, I can't write this song because even thinking about this is too much, right? But it's also such a pragmatic theme to write a song about this issue. To say, this is really screwed up, and now I'm, like, what's happening with human trafficking, and, like, I don't even want to think about this, much less write a song about it, so what can I do? And that's so pragmatic, because he, there is faith in this song, undeniably, right? But I could just see most other a lot of other not maybe not most other but i can see a lot of other christian artists and there are so many artists on this album and i have not heard any of these other songs but i can imagine a lot of christian artists would be given this assignment and write songs with a lot of platitudes yeah, like a lot of like this is what you need to do this is what you should be doing or this is what we need to do Or, or a lot of songs about prayer or simply about prayer and prayer is good but prayer and faith is good, but faith without action is meaningless. It's completely meaningless to have faith without action, right?
0: Very well said. So,
1: thoughts it's- and <clears throat> prayers
0: will not cure
1: all. Right. So, it's like.
0: And not to, I'm sorry, not to try to liken what is currently going on in our country. The United States. So that's part of the
1: reason we picked the song this week. With
0: the, the issue that they are discussing. They're both... Not to say that at all. They're both very heavy subjects. The world and not is nothing but problems. Them, but, right. The is, world is nothing
1: but problems. Yeah. And, like, you can take a song like this, and it's, it, it's equal to think anything that's heavy in the world, and there's been a lot heavy with the world for a long time, and ever since I started paying attention in, like, the last six, eight years... Mm-hmm there's so many things that like, I'm like, what can I do? Like, I literally can't do anything. And you hear and you're like, vote. And I'm like, okay, I'll vote. But like, what else can I do? And, and can I even get off the couch and do those things? Especially with it when it's all on our phones and pushed in our faces and you're like, there's nothing I can do but get mad. And like, sure, it's good to get mad, but then I have nowhere to put that anger. It doesn't mean anything. To, I don't think it's anything. I don't think when I, despite saying that faith without action is meaningless, I don't think it's actually action to just go online and argue with people. I also am not someone who like denigrates or tries to cut out people just because they don't believe what I believe. And I mean that in both ways. If, if you like think... I'm I'm a I'm an idiot for even having faith in Christ. You think I'm like a moron because it's not even real. That's your opinion. And that's fine. And I'm not here to change your mind. But then at the other side, like when there's Christians who are like, well, you guys are going to hell and you're not even real Christians because you believe in a woman's right to choose. Are we getting believe- more <laughs> Apple comments, Danny? <laughs> we haven't. No. I mean, I'm just saying like we're like classic, classic Christian label band, not Christian enough for the Christians. Not (laughs) too Christian for the non-Christians. So we're stuck there in the middle and I'm like, well, what can I do? I'm not going to be able to like argue with people online about this. So for Relying K, this song feels amazing to take this really heavy subject matter and write a song as, like I said, pragmatic like this, but also in some ways about admitting the shortcomings because I, again, out of like... Dozens and dozens of songs on this album. I'm not sure how many. I'd like to find out sometime. Maybe I should listen to the album. But how many other songs take this subject matter and have the Christian artist saying, like, I am not good at helping and I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's something in in that's something in T.C.'s writing flat out about his own faith and how he's like, I'm not a very good Christian. I'm trying, but I don't always know and I don't always do right and he does he sings about these things differently from the flagellation of god i'm such a sinner i'm so disgusting and i and you shouldn't even love me and i'm so stupid like that that's a whole other extreme to it where there are a lot of christian rock bands and christian pop bands that sing that theme but that's almost like congratulating themselves in I'm so disgusting and sinful that God doesn't love me. He God shouldn't love me. But Teason actually is taking like his shortcomings and his inability to feel like he can do anything and admitting it and searching for the hope, which is always the thing we come back to with Reliant K. He's searching for the hope of what can I do to get out of this, which I just don't... I've listened to plenty of Christian music and that's a theme I've barely ever heard. I don't listen to a lot of Christian music anymore, so I don't know if there is more out there. But that's how I feel when I heard this heard this song this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely, very well said. And it's relatable, Reliant K, where you are like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, I am like paralyzed here because I don't, I don't know how to make this better. You know this this is these are such huge issues that it's like I like one single person cannot even begin to touch. Right. So yeah, it's very relatable.
1: Right, so real quick, let me go through this list. What do we got here? So here it is. So it took a really long time because I was I asked you like, what's this album called in full? Because I wanted to look at it on the Discogs. Uh, oh, you freedom can get it.
0: international justice mission. You can
1: get it for two bucks on Discogs. Wow, twenty copies now on Amazon. If anybody's you gotta, interested, on Amazon you got to drop you got to drop like thirty five dollars. But on on Discogs you can get it for two bucks. I just sold on May twenty on May twenty sixth for possibly a dollar. It's never sold for more than five dollars on Discogs. <laughs> Lowest sold for a dollar, highest for four ninety five. So you have third day arise, Relying K. What can I do? Toby Mac, hold on, acoustic version. Tenth Avenue North with All I Have, Brandon Heath with Swing Low, Sarah Gro- Groves, Sarah Groves with When the Saints. That's a cover, right? <laughs> when the Saints go marching <laughs> oh <my> in. Gosh. <laughs> How could you imagine if that's actually planning? <laughs> John Foreman with Instead of a Show. It's like that VeggieTales action songs we listen to oh, yeah. on Patreon. <laughs> Uh, John Foreman with "Instead of a Show," which actually maybe that sounds like it, that sounds like it might be on this similar theme. Like I don't know what that song is, but "Instead of a Show" is the name of the song. So it makes me think like let's not do performative mercy. Let's actually show real mercy.
0: It's the follow up to MXPX's "At the Show." <laughs> right.
1: Uh, jars of Clay with "Body and Wine," "Sixpence None the Richer" with "Prayer." Mercy Me with Thoughts. Just kidding. (laughs) Thoughts and prayer. Get it? Mercy Me's song is actually called Hold Fast Live. Sanctus Real with The Living Proof. The Almost with Amazing But It Is. Derek Webb with Heaven. Natalie Grant with Home Acoustic Version. And that's Disc 1. And we'll go through Disc 2 real quick, which is 12 more tracks. Green River Ordinance with Don't Give Up. Is that a cover of the Peter Gabriel song? That'd be cool. Uh, Robbie Shea Band with Love Come Down. Oh, isn't that... Wait a second. I think that Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel is sung... Is a duet with Kate Bush. So that ties back into... Oh, there you go. Except the live version, which was Paula Cole doing the duet Mm. before Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Because Paula Cole even got her major label record deal because she toured with... Peter Gabriel as her backup singer and then did all the female parts, which her biggest part would have been Don't Give Up.
0: Gotcha. Is that the, uh, the Not Seventh Heaven, uh...
1: Yes, the Dawson's Creek Thank you, yes. Robbie Say Band with Love Come Down, uh, Washington Projects with Justice, but Justice is spelled like Just Us, Over the Rhine, Rhine spelled R-H-I-E, sorry, R-H-I-N-E, with Poughkeepsie, Phil Wickham with Safe, acoustic, Philip LaRue, why'd they put the two Phils next to each other, with Window, Shane and Shane, (laughs) they put the two Phils next to each other, and then they made the two Shanes (laughs) do a song together, with Turn Down the Music, The War with Love Come Down, The Wrecking with Anthem, Ten Shekel Shirt with Daylight, Gabriel DePace with Lost Dreams, and Tall and Acadia with hope and again. And then DVD one says at the end of slavery documentary uh, takes you deep into battle to bring freedom to today's 27 million slaves. And that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then disc t- DVD two is a documentary called Looking After Orphans, an invitation from the Family Christian Stores James Fund. All those Christian stores have gone out of business now. I mean I guess they all technically live online. And April is scooting a, inside Jessica's shoes. I have
0: a pair of my white vans are in the kitchen because I need to clean them. And uh, she she did this earlier today too, where she April does not she's not a shoe dog. She does not play she, with shoes, but she dragged one across like to the <laughs> other side of the kitchen earlier today and is now like pawing at them and flipping Maybe them over. Maybe she put a t- treat in of a something. something in there? Did you put something in there?
1: So that is the Freedom Comp, released in 2010. There's no specific date in 2010. Uh, Yeah, so maybe we got to get a copy of this. (laughs) Average rating on Discogs, 4.67 out of 5. Um, Not that we don't want to support the cause, because absolutely.
0: Oh, no, absolutely No no funds would currently go to that, but it's just the causes. That's a great, a very good cause. No. Absolutely. I also remember. More that just we don't necessarily especially in in the current times, uh, want to listen to an entire, you know, two disc album of such heavy songs.
1: Right. And you know, I remember also a big thing from around this time was Invisible Children. That was another Christian movement. This was a time for I don't know what other Christian movements like happen like this, where it's like, also like to write love on our arms like these these charities that also have like a certain cause and are marketed and brought to churches in a certain way invisible children was a documentary that I remember came to the church that I was attending in Florida when we were in college, and I've seen a picture of snack wearing an invisible children shirt. And it's this documentary, again, about children's rights issues in places around the world. Oh, This one's specifically about Uganda and about, like, children, you know, being forced to fight in armies and that sort of situation. So, yeah, I just, like, in the 2010s, and I'm wondering if in the 2000s and the 2010s, it's just this, there was, like, a lot of, there was a lot of movements and using Christian pop culture to bring light to these charities doing good work around the country during, around the world and now i just feel like christianity i mean i know this is like a mainstream issue this is like the way it's depicted but i just feel like christianity today could not care less about actually taking care of children taking care of people who are slaved and this is happening now and i don't know how you know it's tough for me to get political because i just i'm not a political person but i know what's right and what's wrong and what's happening with roe v wade it's like I can't talk about what is or isn't a human being like I know what I believe but I can't argue it because it's like That person's going to say that this is what is or isn't a human being and that person's going to say this is what's not a human being or whatever, right? And I'm not going to be like, I don't have, what can I do? I I don't feel like I'm ever going to convince anyone because I don't have enough vocabulary to really argue this stuff. I just know what feels right and wrong to me personally. But what I know is definitely wrong is some of the stuff and that has been heard by better people than me, more intelligent people than me, is that pro-life isn't really pro-life Now, like, maybe you could make a case where some people are pro-life and certain caveats on this sort of this term abortion or that term abortion, whatever. But what happens now in Christianity is just, like, you have to give birth, you can't have an abortion, and once your kid is born, good luck. Who gives a shit? You know, send them to school where they can get shot. We don't care. Let them starve. They don't get food stamps. We don't care. Let them like live in the street. We don't care. Let them get traded into child slavery. We don't care. Send them into into an army in Uganda. We don't care. They just have to be born. And I'm just remembering this time, which maybe is happening now because I don't go to the same kind of churches that I we went to back then. But I just remember this time where I'd go to a church and every couple of months there'd be like an important cause for the world, child soldiers and human trafficking. And like, does that happen anymore at all? Because it definitely isn't discussed by the Christian mainline identity anymore. All that's important to them is outlawing abortion, but not taking care of any child after they're born.
0: Yeah, if you were really pro-life, you'd be giving access to health care for all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would be implementing stricter gun laws. You would be passing through trans rights and accessible mental health care that could potentially prevent countless suicides. Oh, and you'd probably focus a little more attention on climate change. Because...
1: And it's so funny because like some of the, you know, I was like... Also, if
0: you're pro-life and not a vegetarian, I mean... (laughs) I'm pro-choice and I choose not to consume being with emotional intelligence.
1: (laughs) Just saying. Yes. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, what can I do? I can't do anything. Can I do anything? Probably not. (laughs) I don't
0: know. I mean, there's bigger issues here in that often it's, you know, it's really not a choice. It's, you know, they're choosing to destroy two lives now. In, instead of one, that are, they're taking away a living, breathing human's life mm-hmm. in their thought of attempting to save something else. Right. Something that is, you know, you can argue when life begins.
1: Right. And that's a th- that, that's one thing is, like, I've seen, like, people having arguments here and there. And sometimes I've, like, brushed through and looked at people's public arguments. And I'm like, I see someone who is pro-choice, you know a person who's rational and but i see them saying like well here's an example of this thing and how that doesn't like whatever and i'm like that's not going to work that's not going to work because i see those arguments like trying to tell someone who's pro-life like here's why you should be pro-choice and i'm like i read that and i'm like no, I understand the mindset because I thought it because I was like raised to see it that way. So in some ways, I still see it that way, right? Like even to this day, I still find the idea of abortion distasteful. At the at, like, uh, that's the only way I can say it, right? I still can't really think about abortion and think that it's like yeah (laughs) like which i don't think anyone's actually necessarily calling you to do like just to be like yay abortion but it's like i was raised to think of it in this very strict way and and ultimately what i realized was like it's not my choice like it's all these dudes and yes there are women who are against abortion as well both for religious and non-religious reasons but it's they don't have to have the abortions if they don't want to and whether you know whether it's a choice whether it's a matter of their health or not it's it like it's up to them they get to be pro-choice and they get to decide not to be involved in the abortion process but it's just like it's so it's all just like men making this decision to say these women can't women can't do what they need to do that's ultimately what it came down to for me it's like yeah i i, I might never be able to break some of the way i think about The process of abortion, I might not ever really be able to get that out of my mind, but I know it's not my fucking choice. It has nothing to do with me. It's their choice. It's the person who needs to make the decision. So what can I do in this case? I should do nothing. I shouldn't make the call. I mean, I should support people who who need to have rights. Yes, but I shouldn't be in the way of anyone who needs to have those rights.
0: Yeah, it's just really unfortunate because there's a lot of medical issues that are lethal for right. both the fetus and the mother. And now in many states, you're you're losing two lives. Right. And that's really disgusting.
1: And then a lot of pro-life people would say, "Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess of course those should be allowed." But first we need to like undo Roe v. Wade and then we can build back to that. It's like, well, how many lives are going to be lost? And in a lot of cases, a lot of these states years. don't care and about years. 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 How many years? A that lot is- of these states actually, or the people who say that don't really care if like actually medically necessary abortions happen. Like they're not going to get, they're not going to build back to that. It's like what what almost happened with healthcare. Like we have an affordable healthcare system now, which wasn't perfect when it started, still isn't perfect, but works a lot better now than it did like eight or ten years ago when it started. Mm, barely, and it, barely. I understand, but when the previous administration came into the White House, they were like, "Oh, we're just going to overturn it." And I remember listening to like a sort of like centrist talk show from back in Boston called the Lauren and Wally show it was a, it was the morning talk show the wacky morning talk you talk, talk about show I used Lauren and to. Wally <laughs> right yeah.
0: now and then on here
1: and and one of the old guys on that show was like oh well they're not just going to overturn it and not replace it with anything y- yeah they are that's what they would have done and it was actually John McCain with his single vote that stopped that from happening but they would have overturned affordable health care and not replaced it with anything
0: well easy for them to say as well because they're off in massachusetts where everybody has had health care for yeah. a long time socialist
1: health well, not socialist but sorry the, the the idea of you have to have health care has been legal there's a joke on the simpsons when it was Mitt romney versus uh obama <laughs> when during the Mitt romney obama election on The Simpsons, they had a thing where Homer goes into the voting booth and he looks at his ballot and he's like, what should I vote for, Obama or Mitt Romney? Well, Mitt Romney did invent Obamacare, which you think is a non sequitur joke. Like, oh, ho Homer, he mixed up those names. He thinks Mitt Romney made Obamacare, but Mitt Romney actually did invent Obamacare. He actually did. He was the governor in the first state, Massachusetts, that required you by law to have health care or you had to pay a, a fee on your taxes that year
0: which is all ridiculous and but... then
1: once obama did it then oh now it's the antichrist trying to force health care on you well
0: well everyone should get healthcare
1: and care so healthcare. yes
0: are we going to take our break now and then come back with the lyrics
1: we will come back with the lyrics and i was going to say i i messaged a member of the band to ask them about this song and they replied So you can hear about that if you've actually suffered through (laughs) and don't agree with us through all that talk. That's what will keep you here. Who did Danny message? Who replied with information about this song? We'll find out after this. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402 95 Sadie.
0: And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week.
1: You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more.
0: We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod who include Charity, Isaac, James, Kindle, Joshua, Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady.
1: Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes Our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon-exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh,
0: that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up
1: again? At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, (laughs) there's one place to go.
0: SadieHawkinsPod.com slash... Oh, wait. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I panicked.
1: So, who did Danny message? I messaged a bunch of people. I messaged John (laughs) Warren, John Schneck, and Ethan Luck. Only Ethan Luck got back to me in time for Showtime, and he said... You're gonna have to give me a minute on that one. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in so long, but then he did, and he never got back to me after this message. But he did say, "Pretty sure we did it all at my home studio, and I did everything but piano and vocals." So okay. that's really cool. Yeah, to realize that's great info. If, if his memory is correct, that he did everything except for Teeson, I'm assuming Teason did piano and obviously Tyson did vocals. So it's just apparently Matt Teason and Ethan Luck on this whole track. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, and it must have, maybe that really, so that could have really been the first time they were actually performing that song, since those were the only two definitive members of oh, Reliant K right. at the time, like traveling and doing stuff because the other wow. three were off doing... You know what they were busy with, whatever they were busy with.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd thought of that and messaged him back, because then I replied to him and I said, "That's good info right there." The song doesn't seem to be anywhere today, except two YouTube uploads by fans. I wish I'd thought of what you just said, because that's way better what had kept the conversation going. Like, oh, hey, there was this moonlight seren- or candlelight serenade video from 2010 where you're like, we wrote this song three weeks ago. Do you remember that performance? That would have kept the conversation going. Ethan saw my reply two hours ago and hasn't replied since. Oh, he left I, you on read. <laughs> he read it, but he <laughs> didn't reply. Uh, so I, we didn't talk about the music, but the music's very cool. This is aside from the importance of the message and like the really beautiful sentiment of the message i would musically kind of just think of this as a clear b-side to either forget not slow down or collapsible long like i could really see how this is kind of in that middle ground and how musically you know if there was no vocal track and you released an instrumental version and be like, this is an unfinished song from forgetting Not Slow Down or Collapsible Lung, I could almost believe either way. Because it kind of exists in that strange middle ground of where, yes, it's very sweet and it's very... Uh, Melodic and nice, and could be rocked up a little bit or have some of that 90s, you know, production on it a little bit and make it forget and not slow down. But then it also kind of has that regular pop feeling that they're getting towards going to get towards with collapse of a lung. I can see how this is like a very specific kind of relying k feeling and then how this exists as a b-side because that's what a b-side is that's what a non-album track is sometimes it exists in that nebulous place in your brain where yeah like this kind of sounds like the album it's closest to but it kind of doesn't there are like mxpx songs that were cut from life in general which don't sound like life in general songs at all but they're from the same sessions and you're like Yeah, I guess this sounds like life in general, but these songs don't, and you can tell why they cut the songs. Right? Uh, I think there's maybe like a slight Beach Boys thing here, classic Beach Boys kind of thing. The opening chords, though, definitely remind me of Disarm by Smashing Pumpkins. Did you catch on to that at all?
0: No, I I only listened to the song twice. (laughs) That's okay.
1: (laughs) What can I do? I can listen to the song more than twice. Well, we can listen to it again right here. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes,
0: absolutely.
1: It definitely sounds like uh, Disarmed by Smashing Pumpkins for just the first two seconds. But then a lot of it also sounds to me like Inside of Love. And coincidentally, we just did Inside of Love, the Not a Surf <inaudible> cover from K for Karaoke. That's funny. But I actually see an influence, and now I'm wondering... If he had inside of love on the mind a lot, then could be, and that's why they covered it. And maybe that song influenced this song. This song, like musically, cadence-wise, this is very similar to Nada Surf's Inside of Love. There's also these like, it's it's like got that mini theatrical Tison deathbed thing where there's movements within the song that thing that only happens with every couple of Reliant K song, not every couple but one album, one song an album what, right. two, one or two songs an era where there's like multiple movements within the song it's a very sweet nice song like, I could almost see how, you know, you take out the collapsible lung title song and this <laughs> melodically could have replaced collapsible lung, like make him, if he's singing about climbing up a ladder with a missing rung this could have been an alternate universe ver- version of a song that closed out, collapse of alone so are, there are two uploads of this song on youtube and one is from 6 years ago and it's the way better quality one it has the actual album cover on the uh, it has the actual album cover on the thing which i just realized the person's holding a uh, the album cover is the person holding a coat hanger. Oh, good lord. <laughs> well... Oh, no, I, it's a crowbar. No, it's. I think it's like a piece of fencing. But oh. the the piece in their hand clearly looks like right. a coat hanger. And then the, word, the coat hanger fencing thing is wrapped around the word freedom. Like the word freedom itself is trapped huh. like a slave, like human slave trading and human trafficking that still happens today. But just feels very odd to see that and think of all the people choice. who are going to have unhealthy, unsafe abortions in the next few years. <clears throat> but anyway, the second upload of this was from eight years ago, and it's a way lower quality version of it. And I love some of the comments on here, in here, the, on the upload where it's an image of John, John, Ethan, Matt, and Matt. And this one's uploaded by Blue Pearl 22. Here's some of the comments. How did I miss this track? This is an awesome song. Was this realized before collapsible lung? Released before collapsible lung. I'm just getting to it. Hold on. Uh, I, I thought <laughs> that I thought it was actually like, was this was this
0: album realized before? Oh. whatever? like, oh, was this was this song realized? Was it like drawn up before?
1: Where are the comments? I saw some beautiful comments and I can't find them now. <laughs> I mean, beautiful in an ironic way. Uh, still one of my favorite tracks. Micah said this eight years ago. Still one of my favorite tracks. Quote, If only I had a way to restore the hearts of vile men to the love from which they've strayed. End quote. And Micah continues, To be honest, that kind of relates to recent Reliant K. Anyways, thanks for uploading. Collapsible Lung. Because, you know, when Reliant K released the album Collapsible Lung, they were vile men who had strayed. It's so, it's so ridiculous. And then T.A. replied, and I say T.S. to T.A., they said, Glad he seems to be gone with the collapsible lung days and songs. Thank God. Well, we all agree. I just don't know if I agree for the same reasons you think that. Uh. I swear there was another one where someone was, like, convinced, like, this is way better, who, who said, like, this is better than collapsible lung. Why didn't they put this on collapsible lung? It's like, well, this is three years before collapsible lung. Um, oh, wow. Here's a comment from two weeks ago. elizabetta said eight years ago, how I love these guys. I'm going to marry Matt Thiessen. And then two weeks ago, David said, it's been eight years since this comment was posted. We need another. <laughs> We need an update. Have you gotten Teason to propose yet?
0: (laughs) I love that. That's so good. That's so good.
1: So you want to look at the lyrics? Because they are on Genius, right? I don't know if there's any officially published version of the lyrics. Oh, did you close it?
0: Oh, no. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm pushing buttons on accident. Okay, I have them here. But yeah, like even the first lyric uh, has an asterisk next to it, which I assume (laughs) means we're not sure. So I don't know that there are official lyrics anywhere. Usually in comps, they don't post the lyrics inside the booklet. So I don't know because we don't own a copy.
1: And as we talked about, the song is not officially published digitally digitally anywhere today it was only ever on this cd and that's it and if it wasn't for the youtube uploads we wouldn't do this episode until you know we bought a cd for ourselves
0: so take the lyrics as you will right uh where could darkness as dark as this have come from too far to see but we know that we can sense that it exists is it too far to see because there's definitely (sighs) Human trafficking and such in the United States. So, yeah. Uh, And how can I do anything but run from the will to fight a fight for which I feel so ill-equipped?
1: Right. I mean, the focus of this charity that this comp exists for and that he was given the assignment to write this song was specifically for human trafficking, apparently in India, is what he said in that YouTube video. Right. And I'm sure, I know, I'm sure human trafficking was happening here in America in 2010, but I really feel like some of the organizations have really gotten steam to talk about human trafficking happening even here in the United States in the last several years, like every year at in and out Burger. OK, well, there you go. in and out Burger is technically a Christian organization. They are. And they contribute annually to an anti-human trafficking organization. And it's always a little sad when you go there and your placemat pushing that issue into your face. But it's a great way to get that message across
0: chorus but what can i do i throw my hands up half in anguish half in praise when i try to count my blessings i just see sorrow in a cage but i'm afraid because what can i do if this didn't horrify me i'd be heartless but every night i lay here paralyzed but i won't be consumed with all this darkness instead i find surprise within the
1: light so, a lot going on there, and a lot of truth in there. It's, it's such a roller coaster ride emotionally. Great lyrics, and like some accidentally prescient things, and two prescient things. The most politically loaded one is when I try to count my blessings, I just see sorrow in a cage. So obviously there he's talking about the human trafficking, which was vital to the purpose of this song and the charity and the organization that the song song and that compilation are attached to. But then it makes me just think of children in cages that the U.S. government separated families at the border and how people said, well, that's biblical. That's a biblical action to do that. And it's disgusting and it's not biblical because even if you like don't.
0: And where is the separation of church and state? (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. That just doesn't exist.
0: Because what's being pushed are a very particular set of American Christian ideologies. Right.
1: Someone who I care about a lot, someone in my close family, was crying once because they were like so worried during the blm riots i'm not going to name who they are but they were crying because someone that they during the blm riots they were afraid that the bml riots would get some kids that they love killed and i'm like crying about it i'm like if they stay away from the riots it's going to be fine but did you cry like this when children were being thrown into cages and separated from their families and some of those families to this day have not been reunited Like, were you crying for that? Like, if those kids were put in cages that way, way, I know you'd cry. But did you cry for those children? I don't know if you did. they were too
0: busy worrying about their white young family members (laughs) who were in a safe neighborhood far away from anything. Far away
1: from the border. So that's what makes me think of the slightly less political prescient moment there is to think, like, you're paralyzed And you have all these thoughts and if, you know, if you weren't horrified at all the things happening, you would be heartless. Which in 2010, like that's one thing. But now when it's right, it's right here. It's right here in your hand every night. And you're laying there trying not to look at this screen. And then you're looking at the screen and then you see all the horrible things happening in the world and you just become paralyzed. And you can't sleep and you don't know what to do and you don't want to walk outside. Like it's only gotten worse since this very deep cut that Matt Thiessen wrote, right? Like the paralyzation and the way that people can't deal with the world anymore. It's only gotten worse. Like I remember it was kind of like a joke in early 2002 about how people were paralyzed because of fear of the news post 9-11. But you had to be home watching TV to do that. Now it doesn't matter where you go. It's here in your hand constantly. And everybody's yelling at you. (laughs) everybody's telling you what you're supposed to think and feel. We're it's yelling at you right now. Yeah. Think and feel <laughs> the way I'm telling you to.
0: Uh, cor- it says chorus again, but what can I do? I throw my hands up half in anguish, half in praise. When I try to count my blessings, I just see sorrow in a cage, but I'm afraid. Cause what can I do? Want to cast a light into this pit. If I only had a way to restore the hearts of vile men, to the love from which they've strayed but i'm afraid let one man find hope again maybe in his very own daughter's life have him seize another man's as a forearm, father of daughters
1: i feel that
0: forearm wrist and hand before he takes the opportunity to strike have those two grow close in brotherhood in you give them all your strength and might let them be a poison to the darkness as they bring it into the light. Darkness comes to light eight times,
1: and <laughs> it just repeats eight times. so there's even though this is a four and a half minute song, there's a lot less lyrics in that than I thought, and there's so many you know so many uh musical movements and change ups within the song. It's kind of deceptively I thought that this was gonna be lyrically a super dense song and it is this chorus itself is super dense but there's not more choruses that are just as dense so many ideas being thrown out here and all very eloquently and beautifully like the idea of you want to throw your hand the idea of throwing your hands up like oh you throw your hands up oh or you put your hands up in praise like this and it's funny like to i never kind of thought of that like the idea of throwing your hands up is both a like i give up and I'm giving myself to you, Lord. I'm sure a ton of pastors have mentioned the connection there before. But to put it in this context of like, I no, I literally can't do this. I give up. I can't handle the world. I, I, can't, I can't face the kind of evil, awful, mind-melting, terrible things happening in the world. I just want to lay in bed and not worry about this anymore. Or to put your hands up and try to like reconnect with the, what what feels like it matters to you, your relationship with Christ or your feeling to whatever, the universe, your own religion, whatever it is, like the feeling that you need to get back to the thing that makes you whole. And so you're trying to like put your hands up and praise for that. But it's like both motions are the same thing and like you're stuck and you're in this awkward position. Like that's a really great visual metaphor to explain being stuck between those two feelings there was some more stuff to restore the hearts of vile men to the love from which they've strayed. Like there he's calling out, you know, he's calling out like the evils that people do like slavers and rapists and people who take away people's rights and people who don't care about other people and, and cagers. (laughs) It's like, can't you see? And Christian. Oh, and, and there's this other group Christians (laughs) born again, Christians, who have no love for the world who will say that they do in an argument but don't put it in practice ever who like just want trans and gay and people of other races to just go away people who aren't from this country this country to go away like they're the, those people are vile and you want them to turn back to the love of the lord and there are so many christians better christians than me people with a lot more faith than me and people who are still more conservative than me who actually have real love for the world and don't feel like it's their job to vilify people outside of themselves people outside of the church people who actually accept people into the church with love but that's not what a lot of people are doing and again this is like it becomes an us versus them sort of thing with even within Christianity, because I know that what you see on television and in social media is one is this specific group that's the loudest and that the people who really do care and have faith, they, and maybe don't believe everything and, and, you know, don't believe everything I believe who are maybe more conservative, whatever they, but they still have love for the world. Those voices aren't loud enough And they're not sensational enough to get headlines. Like, I understand that. So it's just like, what can you do? (laughs) And I don't have the answers. I'm not here to give answers and stuff. There's better sources than that, than us. You know, there's better podcasts that are more equipped with, (laughs) there's better podcasts than us for sure. Period. But there are podcasts (laughs) that are better than us at talking about the answers to these things and having the vocabulary. I just know what's right and what feels right. And that's all I can talk about. And I can't argue with people Absolutely. about this is why. Yeah, Because I just don't, especially because of online, like it's like, how do you just like yell at someone and keep typing at them until they believe what you believe in both directions? Like, I don't want anyone to do that happen. to me. It doesn't that's happen. That's not
0: going to happen. Uh.
1: It only happens if someone just sits down and thinks things through or something happens to them where they where they flip. And it happens each way all the time. Like you hear stories of people who were liberal until this happened and then they became conservative and people who were conservative until this happened and they became liberal like it'd be good if people could make decisions based on things that didn't happen to them how they could see it happening to other people and be like oh what's happening to that person over there is wrong that person's in pain that person's hurt we need to help them let's do this for them not because oh i've experienced what that person's experienced so i'm gonna go help them oh i don't know (laughs) <laughs> what can i do that's what i'll just say from now on when i totally get lost in trying to discuss things and it's gonna go what can i do throw my hands up i was up, gonna say he was, he was he was throwing place. his
0: hands up there yeah uh so we have a jesus Free hideout review for this album and they give it three and a half stars album length two discs 26 tracks street date october 5th 2010 Freedom is a special two disc plus one DVD compilation project available exclusively from family Christian stores. The funds gained from the sales of this album support international justice mission in fighting modern day slavery. The project is for a good cause, but in itself is a worthwhile collection of music. At least half of the songs are completely new, never-before-released tracks, while others are new versions of well-known songs. All of the songs on freedom are influenced with the themes of slavery and redemption. Some are just encouraging, and others are a call to love. Some highlights include three acoustic tracks, Hold On by Toby Mack, Home by Natalie Grant, and Safe by Phil Wickham. Also, there are brand new songs, from several artists like 10th Avenue North, Brandon Heath, Reliant K, Sanctus Real, and Jars of Clay. Not all 26 tracks are going to be easily recognizable though. Two of the artists featured on the project, the Green River Ordinance and Washington Projects, formerly Soul Jazz, are more mainstream artists who happen to have a passion for fighting slavery. Lesser known names also include Ten Shekel Shirt, De Pace and Over the Rhine. Not to say that the songs from these artists are not good as well, but it is always refreshing to hear new material from the more widely known artists on a compilation album. In general, the songs are soft, sometimes acoustic, tracks that are very reflective and moving. The songs on Freedom are all about the meanings behind the songs and lyrical content. What? The songs on Freedom are all about the me- the meanings. I see. The songs on Freedom are all about the meanings behind the songs and lyrical content. Aren't all songs. Uh, Turn Down the Music from Shane and Shane's latest album is about hearing God and loving with the love he speaks. If you were hungry... Would we give you food? If you were thirsty, would we give you drink? If you were a stranger, would we let you in? Well, the lyrics and themes are probably the most important on this project. That is not to say there are not catchy tunes and melodies to find here as well. All I Have Justice and the Acoustic Safe all have very creative sounds to get stuck in your head in a good way. At the same time, though, there are some songs that leave something to be desired, either because of a lack of musical inventiveness or from just being too simple. With two discs plus a bonus DVD, the International Justice Mission... This is kind of what I
1: assumed. This
0: project <laughs> I has... I talked about it earlier,
1: but I assumed like 20... What did what they say? 24 songs? 26. Like 26 songs. And like, there's no way some of these are as like deep and meaningful and enjoyable as Reliant Case.
0: This project has quite the roster of music. Not only is it... support a good cause but the songs are good and enjoyable to listen to more than once so then if you're looking for fresh new music and are willing to sit through a few less than interesting tracks then try out this album even if it's just to hear some extra tracks from artists like reliant k or jars of clay freedom artists united for international justice mission has enough music to be worthwhile there's an additional two cents from Jesus Freak's Hideout's additional staff, uh, and they give it four s- out of five stars. It says, too many times compilation albums can be aimless messes, sometimes selling the customer short of their money. But Freedom is not one of those records. With a double disc mix of familiar favorites and tracks exclusive to this project, some of the best being from Reliant K, Third Day Jars of Clay, Philip LaRue, Tal, and Art Aceda plus others. This project has quite a bit to offer. Given the cheap price tag tracks boasting both quantity and quality, and the proceeds going to a high, highly charitable cause, it is more than worth picking this project up. Even if one only likes a few of the artists here, there's something here for everyone. What did you find, Danny? Well, shipping we- videos?
1: No, there's no shipping videos to so what can I do? But there is that live performance that we started listening to of just the intro. So let's actually listen to the performance. There's a bunch of live videos, like I said, and a couple of covers. And that's all we have today. Uh, Here is the rest of that live performance from three weeks after the song was supposedly recorded, written, written and recorded, something like that. If only I had confirmed with Ethan Luck before we started... So this is from the Candlelight Serenade 2010. I have no
3: choice but to be slaves and stuff like that. Being together. Oh,
1: and this is uh, Son when he had his short Thor hair. <laughs> short Thor. You know, I just kind of realized, especially because there's so much stuff about like 10 years of Thor movies or whatever. Because the th- the third, the fourth one's coming out this week. So there's all this stuff about like. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth reflects on all his years playing Thor, and it's like, look at him with the short hair, look at him with the long hair, look at him with the dyed eyebrows. And I'm realizing that Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth's hair story for Thor kind of matches Thiessen's. Because in the 2010s, you know, he had his endgame period. He had his Ragnarok endgame period. We had the short hair. So.
2: darkness, is dark as this have so
3: come too so far to see, but we know that we can sense that it exists and how can I do anything but run from the world to fight a fight for which I feel so ill-equipped cause what can I do Throw my I mean,
1: I'm really enjoying, especially because it's such a brand new song. It's not like it's well rehearsed, well practiced. It's it's just right, the, like yeah. there's slight variations to his passion, his performance. Mm-hmm. You know, so here he is live, like trying to just like, how's this part go? How's this part go? And he's <laughs> just like really emphasizing certain sections in different ways. I'm glad that so many live recordings of this exist, so we could maybe see how different parts go. Uh, I'm oh, this is uploaded by the way. I mentioned it earlier, but this is uploaded by Riley Lovendale, and this is four minutes and five seconds into the song. there yeah. but I forgot But it's
0: very pretty at the end there
1: I forgot that I really love that lift that change up mm-hmm. after the bring him back to light it's got kind of that Ben Folds influence it's got some of that like change up that you, you hear a lot in like deathbed and stuff just like just lifting it up and it's a musical representation of the entire theme of all of Matt Thiessen's writing is it's like here's the darkest thing and Here's which normally all his other songs are not really that dark compared to this one. Right. Yeah. Like maybe the only song lyrically is dark, although it's about personal pain, not pain for others. Is uh, Sahara. Right. Right. Like that's about like it's it's like accidentally gory song. Like that's probably the only other nowhere really even close
0: song. to as dark as this though. No. When you Thematically.
1: Right. But still, here at the end when he's kind of getting into the back half of the song lifts up like literally like the 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 tone the the chord the the notes it lifts up it comes up like that so that's great um 37 comments leslie says i saw them play this last night and it was freaking amazing everything they do is amazing jesse p said they never fail to amaze me james p are they related? Says, ah, Reliant K, you continue to make me proud. Thank you for your big heart and for sharing. Again, all these people are saying this before Collapsible Lung came out. So I'd like to know where they were and if they stuck by their favorite band. <laughs> I have, to an extent. <laughs> I spent three years of my life talking about them here on the podcast. Uh, Jessica Harcourt. What? Just kidding. <laughs> said, this is garbage. Just kidding. I did not.
0: <laughs> this is lovely. Uh,
1: Sam Lawson said, has this ever been recorded? And Riley Levendale said, it's on a compilation. <laughs> Which he said at the beginning of the video. And Riley Levendale said, please listen to his explanation at the beginning of the video. So Sam didn't do that. So let's see what else we have. Then I have a bunch of other live videos. N- none of them are as good. So check them out. Maybe I'll you know, I don't normally put things in the... Li- I don't usually put stuff in, like, the notes under the episode. Mm-hmm. I, we leave that for the patrons. Like, you can go look <laughs> at my notes and my links for, on Patreon. But in this case, I will. Because actually, when you search Relying K, what can I do? The main results are the live video we just played and the two uploads of the song. All the covers and the other live videos don't really show up i had to do youtube deep dive trickery to force all of these other things up
0: right right
1: so here are the three covers which do not come to the top of the search results easily this first one is by jl rapid jl rapid and this is an i think they're all going to be acoustic covers so this is from 11 years ago
8: darkness as dark as this will come from Too far to
3: see but we know that we can sense that it exists
2: so How can I do anything but
8: from I won't fight fight for what should I feel so ill-equipped, but what can I do?
2: throw my hands up half in anguish half in but when I try to count my
8: blessings I just see sorrow in a cage and I'm afraid cause what can I do if
2: this didn't horrify me I'd be hard
1: Really nice strip yeah, down. Yeah, that's to good. Just that's a, great. Yeah. Really, and especially because he's wearing like what looks like a black hoodie. It just looks like the cool college guy who <laughs> plays cool <laughs> guitar songs on the quad. All I can just think about is like Animal House and <laughs> smashing, smashing <yeah>. the guitar. <laughs> I gave my love a chicken. <laughs> but what can I do? I'll give my love a chicken. So this one and this next one is uploaded by Jordan Davidson. So here we get a female... Uh, perspective on the song. Nice. Okay. Uh, I don't know if she's muting the chords like that or if the audio of the microphone is gating out... The reverb of the right, yeah. I was like, I had
0: to pull the headphones off. I was like, the guitar is like, ooh.
1: (laughs) Because I'll say visually, this is a very, very, very condensed web webcam. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think that it's one of those microphones that will only pick up the loudest decibels. Gotcha. So you strike, you strum the chord, and it only picks up like the strike, and then all of like the reverberation is gates out it cuts out yeah so i don't think she's actually which would be cool if she's doing it on purpose like muting palm or palm or fret muting but i don't think she's doing that i do think it's the microphone well maybe i'm wrong because you can hear her singing but you can't hear although maybe the microphone's so bad it just can't even pick up those frequencies well whatever let's let's really get into this now
8: It's far to see but we know that we can sense that it exists and how can i do anything but run from the will to fight a fight
1: for which i feel so Okay, I, I was wrong. <laughs> it just sounds so... It doesn't sound good on this microphone. Because then yeah, I just heard her ring out that cord. And so I was totally wrong about it gating out. But uh, here, look at me trying to use fancy technical <laughs> words and being completely incorrect. Just you trying to show my socks off is already pretenses. dialing
0: the phone down. Yeah,
1: I know. Okay, so she made that choice to mute those chords, which is very interesting. Uh, I just don't think... Maybe it works in the room, you know, undeniably, this does not sound the same to us as it did to her in the room. Like she's the only one hearing it because this microphone, this is not a good microphone. This is from 10 years ago. Which, which was 2010. It's not like it was 2006.
0: Well, that was also when you had, I think, still some of those. Uh, right. You know, YouTube could only really, you know, upload right. in certain compressions. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And YouTube, and, vid- and iPhones, the video was really low resolution. Right. Yeah. Do,
8: throw my hands up half in anguish, half in I try to count my blessings, I just see sorrow in a cage. And I'm afraid, cause what can I do? In his very own daughter's life, have him seize another man. On, wrist, and hand before he takes the opportunity to strike. Have those two.
1: You know, it's already a very long song. And uh, again, like acoustic covers sometimes need a little transformation, need a little editing. It's very nice. If you love the song and you want to do the full four minutes, that's cool. But, you know... It's okay to edit songs down when you do them acoustically. But still, Jordan did a great job there.
2: Yeah.
0: Liked it.
1: Now, here's... It doesn't look like he edited it down. So, I apologize to (laughs) preemptively saying that before we play Friend of the Pod, Adam Goff. From just 10 months ago. You can always count on Adam to have done an acoustic cover of some of the deepest cuts. Has Adam done a cover of My Cape is Stuck in a Phone Booth? Because I don't know if there's any covers of that song. But here, Get it done
0: and send it in.
1: Yep. Here is Adam's cover from 10 months ago, the most recent of the three. By Adam's cover by is my favorite band. Adam's cover. I think Adam has a new band now, right? Hold on one second. Let's help. Let's promote this. Now, occasionally... Occasionally, and I've usually edited it out when this has happened. I mix up Adam Goff and JC Keith (laughs) not as people but as musical projects.
0: But you don't edit anymore, so
1: (laughs) so if I am or am not mixing them up, I don't know. But let me double check because Adam Goff was in, is or wasn't self, yes. Now, Adam Goff is, or isn't, he is, in Edgar Lee Island. So, Adam Goff's new band is called Edgar Lee Island. Twitter is Edgar, at Edgar Island. So, I'm not mixing them up. I'm not mixing, I'm not, sometimes in my brain, I apologize, it's not the case. Adam Goff is in (laughs) J.C. Keith, and he's not. It's just like, they're the friends of the show, They all do great covers of, why am I explaining myself? What can I do? What can I do about this? (laughs) Here is Adam's cover of What Can I Do?
2: Have come from so far to see, but we know that we can sense that it exists. And how can I cannot do anything but run from the will to fight the fight for which I feel so ill equipped? What can I do? Hands anguish, when I try to count my blessings just in cage but I'm afraid.
0: very nice but Adam coming in with the cursed bedroom what <laughs> is that like hang in there kitty
1: inspirational poster picture oh yeah, in the it's background a, it's, a cat, it's a cat picture on the wall. It's, then, I think like, it's
0: like a leopard or a cheater or something.
1: Some sort of like cowboy doll. It's it's like.
0: Yeah, it may or may not be Woody. I can't tell behind something else. I don't else. think it's Woody. It's Maybe it's Woody. White wrought iron bed.
1: Maybe it's Woody.
0: Are you at grandma's uh, house, Adam?
1: <laughs> no. Thanks.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Right. I was joking. And then you thought I was really sad, which I was.
0: Oh, speaking of grandma's one of my grandmothers would have been 104 on july
1: 1st wow wow i did know that but i'm pretending i didn't know that because that's what you do on the on the radio wow 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 i'm on wilson that's but did wow. you
0: know that it's july 1st which is just a few days away
1: that's correct i did know that it's july 1st it is on july 1st today's not july 1st jessica What's wrong with you? (laughs) Let's hear the. I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. I'm tired. (laughs) I was waiting for you to pull out the, it's hot out. It's hot out. (laughs) So let's listen to a little further in. This is three minutes in.
2: Before he takes an opportunity to strike. Let those two close in brotherhood and you Give them all your strength and might Let them be a poison to the darkness As we bring it to the light Ooh, dark. Comes to
1: light. Comes to light. Oh well, it continues to go like that. <laughs> um, Lovely. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking is like Adam must Adam must be very talented, and the other two uh, cover people as well because like this is definitely not a song that you probably find cover uh chords for online right yeah i'm sure you yeah can, i'm sure the co- chords really must good be point. pretty simple but these are the kind of this is the kind of song where you got to figure it out yourself probably
0: i don't remember now if i came across any in my deep dive but i yeah. don't think that i did
1: and then you know when that's the case people start commenting on your youtube video of like nice song bro what are the chords
0: right which
1: which i'll do right now <laughs> 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 so jessica
4: <laughs>
1: what do you think of the song uh what's my age again now what can i do
0: <laughs> i think it's good i think it's lovely yeah uh, i yeah, think it's really good yeah very poignant very well well said because yeah definitely definitely feel those vibes for sure
1: absolutely hold on nice song bro what are the chords Scent. Alright, so uh, yeah, I mean absolutely I like this song if I'd heard this song before, I think I would still which I had, I th- actually had I listened to it three years ago <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't think I listened to all four minutes, like is this really a Reliant K song? And uh, it is And it, but if I really knew this song well, if it existed on streaming it was a song I checked out once in a while beforehand, I would like it more now because I, after digging into it From its message and its admission of feeling like you can't face these kind of things no matter what they are at the time. And just like Forget and Not Slow Down, which is a song about his very specific regret from that time. And it can be transposed to whatever regret or sorrow you have in your personal life. I think a song like this is about a very specific uh, feeling of anxiety and uselessness against a giant world problem and that can be transposed to any other similar issue any other thing that's giant happening in the world that you have no control over anything that's maybe more middle-sized maybe something that's just in your direct community that you don't really have control over i think it speaks to all of that anxiety and especially the idea of like you just the idea of just freezing up and like not knowing what to do I think it's a beautiful admission of the fact that we, you know, we can sometimes only do our best. But we all got to do our best because that's what's important. So get out there and vote.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for listening.